1: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Hi, this is Zibby Owens from Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, the podcast for busy people who don't have as much time as they would like to read. I have conversations with writers of all types to help you save time. Today's episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books has been sponsored by Babo Botanicals. B-A-B-O Botanicals. Organic solutions for sun, skin, and hair for the whole family. So I'm here today with Jen Oliver. Jen and I are going to be trying something new today, and we're going to be interviewing each other for this podcast, Um, her for my Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books podcast, and I'll be on her uh, Fit Mama podcast. Um, So let me introduce her quickly. Uh, Jen Oliver is the founder and CEO of Fit Mama, which is a movement empowering women to love their bodies and their lives while focusing on pre- and postnatal core strengthening. She's the author of the book, The Love Fit Mama Way, Transforming the Core of Motherhood. With a master's in exercise and health psychology from McMaster in Canada... This fit mama trains, coaches, and speaks all over Canada. She's also trained in Reiki, the healing art, which is amazing, um, and excels in personal training, fitness instructor, nutrition coaching, um, and mindfulness. When I wrote these questions, I was wondering, should I not tell her I'm eating dark chocolate covered caramels while I'm writing up her bio? Anyway, she lives in, uh, with her daughters and husband in Ontario, Canada. So I'll turn it to Jen.
3: Thank you, Zibby. I'm so excited to be here with you. Absolutely honored to be on your podcast and so excited to have you on the Fit Mama podcast. Thank you, uh, for having Zibby me. is, yeah, thank you. Zibby is out of New York City and I love your name, Zibby. And I absolutely love the name of your podcast. This popular podcast Zibby has is called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And I actually heard Zibby on a radio show on. Sirius XM satellite radio and she I just loved her topics I loved what she was talking about I loved her zest for life and her desire to help spread books and articles and all the really great topics that are out there to moms who simply just don't have time to read books so I think that is brilliant Zibby has been featured in so many magazines and written and authored books with others um, Zibby I'm just so Grateful for you and so glad that you're here with me. You live in Manhattan and you have four children, which we will touch on in today's podcast. So thanks for being here.
0: Thank you. And thanks again for reaching out after you heard me on the radio with Jill Kargman. That was just the greatest thing.
3: (laughs) It was so cool. And you know, that's what I love about our world today. It was as much as me looking you up. Finding you online going, I love this woman. The more I find her stuff and the more I looked, I was like, okay, I just have to reach out. I just have to have her as a guest. I just have to meet her. So I'm glad it worked out.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, um, yeah, And I loved your book. Um, and thanks for sending me a copy. The Love Fit Mom Away is really awesome and gives such uh, great hands-on advice. Um, in the beginning of your book, uh, you tell readers that you wrote it to, feel, to fill a need on both a small and large scale. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
3: Yes, Uh, you know, my, my own personal journey was in fitness and health, as you mentioned, and I was a fitness trainer, I was a personal trainer, I was working with a lot of women who had babies and who were pregnant, then I went through pregnancy and having my own babies, and the fitness journey seemed very linear, it seemed very much for me like okay, you know, I'm fit, I work out during pregnancy, I stay fit, keep working out after and keep going. But unfortunately, that did not happen to me and I realized after I injured my back because of a weak and dysfunctional deep inner core uh, that if I did this as a trainer and fitness expert, you know, who else out there was getting this information or didn't know what was really happening in the deep inner core? So the more I started talking about my back injury, the more I started talking about the core and other deep core injuries or dysfunctions, things like what very commonly is associated with being a mom is I pee my pants or I leak or I jump on the trampoline with my kids and I can't, you know, control it. And, you know, that is so common that it's considered now a part of it, but it truly isn't a part of it. So I really realized that there was a place for educating about pelvic health educating about the deep inner core educating about things like diastasis recti or prolapse which are you know dysfunctions of the deep inner core that seem really 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 scary if you've never heard of them all of a sudden you're debilitated by them but there are ways to prevent these things and a little knowledge goes a long way so the number one thing I get is you know where were you when I was having kids or I wish I knew about you then and you know I'm Unfortunately, I was I knew about me then too. So I had to get this book out there and I'm really, really passionate about helping others not go through the hardships or at least get themselves out of it without feeling like their life is over.
0: So I am eleven years postpartum. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Also, I'm also, you know, almost four years postpartum. But for people like me who are not recent moms, um, is there any hope for my core or other moms like me? Like, doesn't having diastasis, which is basically when your abs sort of separate deep down, which happened when I had twins, I mean, isn't can't I just sort of write the core off and be like, well, I have other, I have other strengths, but it's not going to be in my core?
3: I love this, Zibi, and you know what, I mean, the, the key thing to note is that once you're postpartum, you're always postpartum, so yeah, you were postpartum 11 years ago, and you're still postpartum now, and it is absolutely never too late, I have two clients and one of them I just finished working with after about a year and a bit is she's 76 years old and her son is somewhere in his 50s and absolutely it's never too late. So no, Um, but the first thing, you know, and I, I can bring you in here because I'm really curious too about your lifestyle habits. You know, you have four children, you live a busy lifestyle that includes you traveling around, going to different things, doing interviews, interviewing people, coordinating, editing, writing your blog and all that. So, you know, if for someone like you, you really are an ideal client because I really help people who are busy, busy, busy and, and don't think they have time for their core or they've kind of put it on the back burner going, you know what, is that really that important? Sure, I leak, whatever. It's no big deal, right? Or I have back pain or I had a diastasis and I just didn't know what to do at the time you know, that's okay. And my question for you is what is it that you're doing right now? So talk to me about, you know, you're now your youngest is about four, you said. So what have you done in the last four years? What did you do for your core then? Talk to me about that. Let's investigate.
0: <laughs> Let's investigate my, my core. Um, yes. what did I do? Well, this won't take long. I have not done very much. Uh <laughs> I mean, I go on the elliptical machine, I do some regular workouts, I used to do a little spinning, Um, I do this class called Dance Body, which actually was pretty helpful for my ab muscles, um, because of all the sort of twisting and turning, but um, in terms of, you know really getting into it, I have not done all that much, I have to say.
3: (laughs) Okay. And have you ever, Zippy? have you ever heard of core rehabilitation?
0: Yes, because after I had my twins, you know, over a decade Mm -hmm. ago, I thought maybe there would be hope for me. And at the time, I saw a trainer who specialized in, you know, fixing diastasis or trying to get my abs back together. But um, I kind of gave up on that after about six months and uh, never went back. (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay, so like, tell me about that. Why I did you give up? Because I'm curious. That's it's it's, it's very popular like to give, to give up, up after a while. So I'm curious, what was your sort of point tipping point there where you decided it wasn't going to happen anymore?
0: I mean, there's only so much time I can dedicate to like one part yeah. of my body. I mean, I'm not a trainer. Yeah. I'm not a, an actress. Like, I don't really care. Um, yeah. I mean, not yeah. that I don't really care. What I look like I like to look. You know, I mean, put together. Mm-hmm. But um, of course. I mean, I mean, as you said, I, you know, I have four kids. I started with twins and, um, finding, you know, what you'd call me time for me, as I'm sure for other Mm -hmm. listeners, it's it's not so easy. So I, I kind of put like dealing with my core in the bucket of like, oh, that would be nice if I had all the time in the world. But, um, for now I'm just gonna, you know, you know, have some lower back pain and, uh, not have such
3: strong, mm-hmm. strong abs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. know that's really insightful. And I think that can really help the listeners to have an understanding of, you know, yes, absolutely. It does seem like it's a lot of effort to put into one area. And this is where the core rehabilitation movement has really taken off. Now, what I teach is to get people who haven't had a baby, everyone ideally to book in with pelvic floor physiotherapists. Have you ever heard of one? Yes. Yes, so have you gone to one? No okay so that you know the reason why I really recommend pelvic floor physiotherapy pelvic floor is the bottom of your core it's actually part of the deep core and it houses your three holes so your urethra vagina and anus and so understanding how the pelvic floor works is one of the things I educate about I talked about it in the book yes but I also have videos which really help because anatomically people can't figure out how does this deep core work what does it really look like so I share some slides and some things in the video Video that really help you understand the anatomy because the deep inner core really is the foundation of your whole body and there's not really you know a set protocol of exercises that you have to have to do but it's really about understanding how the core actually works and that the first thing and really the only important thing to know is that it's all connected to your breathing and how you breathe and how you inhale, exhale, how you uh, move when you're picking up items. And this is why it's so important around the new mom area. And for you, it is still important, you know, four or five, even 10 years later, but it's really important because new moms are lifting, right? They're lifting the baby in that bucket seat thing. They're lifting their other toddlers. They're lifting, lifting. And when we lift, we have a tendency to bear down and push the pelvic floor downwards, which can lead to a lot of core dysfunction. So the core rehab that I recommend and that I really, you know, have people go and see a physio and get a plan for them is because it helps relieve a lot of the downward pressure on the pelvic floor. And that's where really, when it comes to quality of life, if you're talking about, you know, quality of life, sex after baby, or whether it's 40 years later or 70 years later, and you're going to a nursing home because of incontinence or whatever issues, you know, somewhere along the line, if we don't take time and do what I call heal your seal, it really does come creeping back in a negative way and it's not about doing you know core sit-ups and doing all these kinds of crunches all day long it's actually the opposite of that it's really about slowing down a little calming the nervous system through breathing and sort of rebuilding this foundation if you can imagine you know your house and you have this beautiful house and then you grow babies in your foundation which is your belly and it's like having you know a flood or some kind of catastrophe in the basement of your house you need to of fix it before you build a new addition on top, it, right? Yeah. So it's never too late. And for you, someone who is, you know, doing four kids of a mommy and running all around and doing all the things that you do, you know, when it comes to your fitness or when it comes to f- uh, focusing on your core, you can realize and, and you know rest easy, knowing that it's as simple as possibly sitting on your mat or lying on a yoga mat and doing a few breathing exercises. That yes, you might engage different limbs and your arms and legs may move, but it's not about aggression. It's not about crunches and pushing, and it's it's really the opposite. It's about lifting and feeling light and, and wrapping. And it's just, it's a really good feeling. And when you work on the core in a really loving way, which is from the inside out, it really just feels like, like you're giving yourself a big hug and then you're there to support yourself while you walk into your day while you go through your day lifting your kids or bending or doing this that it just gives you that extra boost of strength and grounding in the core of your body and because you've breathed and taken some time even if it's five minutes you feel different and you feel an energy that you take into your day that is sometimes much more effective than pushing yourself through some sprinting workout and you feel depleted and
0: you're exhausted and you don't want to do it again Hmm. okay i have i've gotten i i know all this mindfulness sit breathe Mm -hmm. yoga i know Mm -hmm. all that i know it i read about Mm -hmm. it all the time i i get how important (laughs) it is but when it comes down to like you know the first kid gets me out of bed in the morning and then i'm going 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 Finding time to, not to say I'm so busy every second, obviously I have, you know, the kids go to school and everything and I could make the time for these things, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love your passion about this and I am going (laughs) to, I really am. I, I, I buy it. I think you're totally right. Um, Mm -hmm, I want mm -hmm. to listen to you and I'm really going to try.
3: Yeah, awesome. Well, you know what? I, I do have one of my podcast episodes called Don't Try. Oh, um, Because, you know, <laughs> we really say, you know, the old Yoda quote, do or do not. But, I mean, the thing is, is that, and this is what I, you know, I even teach sometimes with my kids. It's like, if you're trying, you're not doing. And it's not about you have to do this or I have to, you know, I'm trying to convince you this is the way. Um, but, like you said, the literature shows that there is a lot of positive benefits benefit from things like mindfulness and mindfulness sounds like, you know, all hippy dippy, but at the end of the day, all it is, is really awareness. It's awareness and just being more aware through your day. So I know for me, um, you know, I notice the difference when I don't take any time through my day and kind of stop and take stock. And you may probably be doing this Zibi, which is why you are, you know, thriving woman and an amazing mom and doing all the things that you do is that you probably have built these in a way that really feels good to you. And this is where I love to change the conversation from things like Fitness and exercise to movement and getting out in nature and absorbing, you know, not only fresh air and the trees and all the the real love that nature has to offer us because it really does change our state of being. Um, that's really what I have found that I help fit mamas most with is this change of state because we go through our day and we're always in this reactive mode. Like you said, it's like the kids get me up and I go go go, and you know I'm. Really- really, really encourage you to just be a bit proactive and you know, not you necessarily, but in general, being proactive and saying, you know, I'm just going to say, I get that the research is out there that taking five minutes a day to breathe and connect with my core and feel my pelvic floor and calm my nervous system. You know, I know technically these are really good for me. So I'm just going to try it out, you know, and do it three times this week or whatever. And the key thing really goes from having this in your mind as, oh yeah, that sounds like something interesting to do. Maybe I'll try it to actually putting it into your schedule on, you know,
2: in
3: your iPhone so that it dings and then it goes, hey, you know, take five minutes now. And even if now is not a good time, you snooze it and you go, okay, I'm going to just finish up this and I'm going to lock myself in. Oftentimes for moms, it's the bathroom, right? And I'm always doing my PSA for pelvic floor saying, please don't sit on the toilet and look at your phone unless the lid of the toilet is closed because your pelvic floor is holding up all your organs and there's a lot of pressure downwards all the time. So don't do that, but do take time. And, you know, for me, I've found, and a lot of my clients benefit from this is finding a space where nobody... Interrupts you. You know, I took a closet that I sort of, instead of having storage stuff in there, I took it out. I glorified the closet by putting my kids' art up there. I have a Himalayan salt rock lamp. I have a diffuser. I have my yoga mat and my meditation cushion. And I just made this sort of little closet that I could tuck myself into and be away. It feels so good and it it doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes a little bit of planning and saying, Hey, this happens every day at two o'clock when I want to go downstairs and grab an ice cream cone to get through the day until I pick up the kids or, you know, whatever those comfort things are, we want to change our state. That's really what we want. And that's one of the things exercise does well, is it gets us exercising and moving, blood pumping. And, you know, we look at things differently. And there are many ways to achieve this. And sometimes you don't have the opportunity to go running or do whatever, go to a class, but we can sort of sit or stand or walk and just be more present. And sometimes insights come to us and it doesn't have to do with the body, but it has to do with the way we look at our body, right? Maybe it was really important how much the number on the scale was, but after you take more time and sort of follow the love fit mama way where you're starting with self care instead of yelling at yourself to go do things, it really ends up becoming something that you're inspired and motivated to continue.
0: Yeah, I don't lock myself in the closet. I lock myself in the fridge. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I don't, I don't really. I just feel like the time that you're talking about, the few minutes here and there without interruption, I am typically like staring into the pantry or getting a snack, mm-hmm. which I know. Um, yeah. And I know you do a lot of nutrition consulting as well, or you had done that in the past a lot. I know it's all linked with... Um, you know, the whole self-care and taking, you know, the the, the whole fit mom away. Um, in fact, I love how you said in the book, there is no cheating, just choosing, which I think applies to a lot of things. I love that quote. Can you, so did you, did you, is, did you coin that quote or do you take it from somebody else? I did. No, <laughs> I did.
3: I made that up. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's one of the things I heard the most often from people was, you know, oh, I'm cheating on my diet. Oh, I shouldn't have this. Oh, I'm being good today. Oh, I can have this. And, you know, you know, I really started to realize this association and words are very powerful and I am is very powerful and I am cheating is, is just such a negative. Imagine, you know, we know what cheating is, whether they're cheating on a game or cheating on a spouse or cheating on, you know, that's very, very negative. And when we're having these conversations in our head that conjures up these very negative things, whether we're aware of it or not, you know, it keeps us really feeling stuck. And yes, you know, as you mentioned, I did do a lot nutrition coaching in the past and it's very much shifted in the way that I do it now which it it sometimes frustrates people and I'm sure you can understand this you know a lot of people are very detail oriented and they want things to be told to them so just tell me what to eat tell me what to do tell me when to do it tell me how much and I'll follow the plan and you know science and I'm, I'm big on research and the science it's the science shows that that's actually not long term sustainable and when we use these words and these things against us ourselves we really just undermine ourselves we lose trust in ourselves and we say you know I'm going to be this or I'm going to do this and then we don't do it because while we're out we're having fun or we're enjoying it and we want to enjoy and then we all of a sudden associate eating with a negative you know really negative towards like cheating on your spouse like it's like it's just such a mixed message to your subconscious and it really undermines so I talk a lot about trusting your gut and your intuition and for you you know when you're standing in the pantry and you're going you know oh my god I need a break from work or I have this one more deadline or I have this thing to do before I pick up the kids you know in that state of mind you're likely to very much go with your emotions in that moment. So you might say like, Oh, I just need to pick me up. I'm going to grab this candy because it's a sugar hit. Or, you know, I really, I want to bring myself down a notch. So I'm going to have this calming tea or, you know, we're very emotionally based. And if you give yourself no wiggle room and you're like, well, right now i have to have my apple and my almonds and, you know, but I don't want apple and almonds. I had that yesterday. I'm bored of it or I'm sick of it. It just, it mixes all up in our heads. And I think that's where, you know, we can really start to transform what I call transforming the core of motherhood is really about transforming ourselves first and this conversation that we have. And for you, you know, while you're sitting at your desk and you're going, okay, I want to grab a snack or I'm going to have some lunch and I don't have 20 minutes and I got to rush back to the desk or whatever having a minute and breathing and creating a little awareness around that moment to say, you know, okay, I'm not on a diet because diets don't work. You know, that's another one of my quotes, diets don't work. Love does. It's, you know, I'm not on a diet. I'm not going to cheat on myself, but what's really going to give me the feelings I want, you know, is, am I using this food? And, you know, I always say that same thing. There's no cheating. There's just choosing, but there's also choosing and not using. And so often we use food to change our state to give us this pleasure and it's not that food isn't pleasure inducing it's but are you choosing it because you want to because you want to enjoy because that's you know what you desire or because you just want to stuff the feelings down you don't want to face what's happening or you know it's really about investigating these things and unfortunately we want the quick fix or we want the person to tell us, hey, just do this. And and you know, that's not me anymore. Once upon a time I was that and eat at ten o'clock and then eat at noon and then do this and da-da-da. And in the long term, as I had my business for longer and saw that truly this wasn't serving clients and I needed to give them their power back.
0: I'm with you. I feel like when I was younger, I liked that structure. I wanted someone to tell me what to do. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually even used to work for Weight Watchers for a little while. I used to be like a meeting leader and a and a private mm-hmm. coach and everything. Um, but when I was younger, I was like, great, I'll eat these seven almonds and that's my snack and whatever. And yeah. I don't know if it's the fact that I'm like in my 40s now or Whatever, but I'm like, no, I do not want any yeah. more people telling me what to do. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the big thing. And I think, you know, you really, you know, that's a huge realization to come to. And some people really, I worked with people in their 60s, 70s. And I, honestly, my 76 year old client wanted a meal plan, wanted me to tell her what to eat. And this was an older Italian woman who cooked beautifully for her husband. And she didn't want to eat these things. She had this guilt associated. She had these words that she was using that kept her in this spiral. And, you know, it's one of the things I bring up in my TEDx talk that I did, which is how to love yourself to the core. And, you know, I brought up a story in that, which was my mom, my own mother, who I looked to as this beautiful goddess that she was to me. And, you know, when I'd compliment her or when I'd give her something or want to take a picture with her, it was very much a slap in the face I felt I got when she was like, oh, I'm fat. Oh, I can't eat that. Oh, I'm not. That's not on my diet. It literally made my stomach churn and made me wonder, you know, am I wrong? Am I wrong for loving her? Do I, what do I see? What does she see? You know, and it sent me on a, uh, you know, on a mission in my life to help people really See things differently, and especially, most especially, see themselves differently. And I think what you've established, established at this point, is that you don't see yourself as only worthy if your body looks like this. So if you want to eat ten almonds and not seven, go two because that's what you're, you know, you're feeling, and you're, you don't want to, to be told. And it's it's impressive that you've realized that. But often we don't realize that we have that. You know our own worst enemy, that person chirping in our ear. You shouldn't. You couldn't. You don't do that. You're bad. You're lazy. You're fat. Over and over in our heads. And I think that's the conversation that I really have started to open up with the Love Fit Mama way. Because a new mom with a newborn baby who hasn't slept, telling herself she's fat and has to go to the gym and looks bad and doesn't want her partner to touch her or anything, you know, it just sets up a whole cascade of stuff that will. Honestly, whether it's in the short term or long term, really erode your life.
0: I know. I remember. I remember actually bringing my twins, and I look back on myself, and I'm like, "How did I do that?" But I brought my twins to a Weight Watchers meeting when they were like six months old, and I like stood in the back. Uh-huh. And I know. It's like now I'm like I, I can't even believe I wasted my time. But speaking of, um, you know, how you felt about your mother, you know, talking badly to about herself. Do you have advice for moms who want to raise their own kids with, with a love and respect for their bodies and none of that same self-shame that, you know, the media or the society or even, like, the women from an older generation may have instilled in us?
3: Yes, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, too. How, do you have daughters, sons? How many I have of two. Each? I have
0: two daughters and two sons.
3: Oh, two of each okay I'd love to hear yours on this because absolutely that's at the forefront of my mind in the work that I do um, because I'm constantly you know I'm seeing kids and and, and they watch their parents and they look up to their moms like nothing else and I so often see moms just it's, it's the little comments and I really want to bring awareness to the little things because yeah we say them in our heads and I want you to become aware of that but what are the little things you're saying out loud around your kids you Using those words like "oh, I shouldn't have that cake," "oh, I'm, I, I you know, I'm losing weight. I don't want to do that." "Oh, when I fit into that next week." "Oh, what, you know, it's this future casting of it will get better. This is not good enough now." And that's another one of the things I always say is when you love the body you have, you have a body you love, and it's as quick as just deciding you're going to love what you have and. It's going to be the thing that you choose to take care of because you don't want to take care of something you hate. You don't want to try and take care of anything or even put your efforts towards something when you have this disdain for it and you're looking in the mirror and you're nitpicking and saying my thighs or my cellulite or my belly roll or my stretch mark. That does not bring you to a place in your energy where you go, I want to take care of myself and get outside in in nature and run and you know join a class or join a community. That leaves you constricted, contracting, feeling horrible about yourself and, and just closing in on yourself. So realize the words you use to yourself and out loud are very powerful. So not saying those things like I should, or I won't, or I have to do this, you know, not calling out your own body because at the end of the day, your kids look at you and they are looking at themselves when you make those comments about yourself, even if you don't make any comments ever about them.
0: Yep. I totally agree with that. I, uh, yeah. I feel like that's what all the articles have said. And I've been so conscious since they were born to, uh, to not you do have. that and not ever, you know, be self-critical in front of the mirror and dressing room. I just, I just don't do that around them. So, Excellent. I mean, I know not per- exactly. I'm obviously not perfect, but, uh, I, I try, I try real hard not to, uh, not to let
3: any of that in. Yes. And And you know what? There is no perfect. And I think that's a big piece is that we're conditioned. And I know me, I mean, I talk about this in the book, this sort of warrior mentality, this type a woman who wants to be super mom and wants to look a certain way and have it all together. And you know, it's, it's a tall order for anyone. And when we don't leave room for loving the imperfections and realizing that there is no perfect and we can strive and strive and yell at our, kids till the cows come home, but there is no perfect. And when we can let that go, the weight that that lifts off your shoulders makes you feel weightless.
0: Totally. I actually, um, I wrote an article, um, last fall, I think, I think it was last fall for, um, uh, the today show has a a mom's channel basically today, uh, Mm -hmm. today Moms. So I wrote an article called, Hey moms, let's lose weight later. Because what Mm -hmm. I was trying to do is just take the pressure off, not to say like, let's all sit around and, you know, eat, you know, bonbons all day or whatever. But I just like, let's stop stressing ourselves out so much during such a short period of time in our lives, right? Like, this is the most yes. intense period of where we need to give our full selves to our kids and include, especially right after childbirth. It's like such a huge shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I just feel like I've, I wrote this piece cause I just wanted to say like, you know what? Take the pressure off. There's time to do that. You'll have tons of time to lose weight later. But, uh, for the moment. It's okay. I could not it's okay. agree more. So anyway,
3: <laughs> yes. You know, I love that you did that. And that is, it's, it's one of those things where that call to women to say, Hey, let's change this apparent norm where we aren't given any time to rest, recuperate, rehab, take care of ourselves. And we're back out there trying to look like JLo, you know, let's, let's change this conversation. And that is huge because, you know, just like you said, not to say we're going to go eat bonbons. Well, I think that's really important to kind of say is, you know, we don't even need to say we're not going to go eat bonbons because we're not going to do that. Like the women of today, you, me, all the women we're speaking to who are listening here today, these are go-getters. These are women who have achieved, they have gotten places, they have done the work, they have pushed themselves. You know, these are the high achieving women who need to realize that, if you say, I'm going to take a day off, or if you say, I'm going to loosen the reins around my dieting, you're not going to go sit on your couch, eat chips all day and wait for, you know, lightning to strike before you move again. Right. It's just not going to be right. That's and when well, we right. can realize that if we can trust ourselves with saying, Hey, I don't have to eat this specific breakfast on the menu, or I don't have to go and join this CrossFit or this gym or that gym or do these things. I can just start to listen to my body and the wisdom that it has for me that i've ignored for so long because i just went in the top direction of no pain no gain i gotta diet i gotta restrict i gotta push and that's where that doesn't fit in this phase of life and you're not going to be you know that person crying in the corner wishing someone was paying attention to her we got a full life you've got things going on so nurturing yourself with love absolutely will help you make the best decisions ever
0: well, this was amazing. Jen, thank you so much. I love this. I feel like I've taken away such good advice from you, advice that I need to put at the top of my mind that I will take down to go make lunch <laughs> with I yeah. and uh, go through the day and um, I'm going to spend some time really, you know carving out those few moments I'm going to think of you sitting in your closet and uh, (laughs) I'm going to try to to carve something out similarly for myself so uh, thank you for sharing your all of your research and your personal experience to help other moms and other women out there it's just so wonderful that you're doing that and uh, thanks for sharing it with me
3: oh likewise Zibby. I'm so grateful for this thank you for all you do thank you for your wisdom we'll have you back on the podcast and we'll surely have more conversations and I'm going to share that article of yours Oh, that is a good one so I will be <laughs> okay. finding that and sharing so thanks so much for your time oh, thank and you will have all the links in the show notes how to find Zibby and connect with her so talk to you soon
0: bye